Hello, my name is Angela Anderson, and I'm the host of Deep Dive with Region 5. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. In Deep Dive with Region 5, we will share more about Region 5 Development Commission and North Central Economic Development Association programs and the work that we're doing in Region 5, which covers Cass, Crow Wing, Morrison, Todd, and Wadena counties in central Minnesota. In today's episode, which is our very first episode, we will discuss an overview of Region 5 Development Commission and North Central Economic Development Association. Because those two organizations are a little bit of a mouthful, you'll often hear us refer to uh, Region 5 Development Commission as R5DC, or you'll hear us say in CEDA, which is our acronym that we use for North Central Economic Development Association. Today we have Cheryl Hills, our Executive Director. Cheryl, if you could, um, first welcome to the show today, Thank to the you, first, first podcast we're doing. It's very exciting. Um, so today, let's talk about Region 5 first, Cheryl, if we can. Can you just tell us more about how Region 5 was formed and what we do at Region 5? Sure, Angela. At first, I'd like to say I'm very excited about this uh, podcast, and hopefully it helps clear up um, what kind of entity we are at Region 5 and in CETA, because we're a unique sort of animal. So yeah, Region 5 side of our house is um, a unit of government in state statute that was established via the um, Regional Development Act of 1969. We were actually created in 1973. And our uh, board, our commission, and most organizations call it a board, but in the case of the RDCs, Regional Development Commissions across the state, are made up of elected officials and uh, special interest groups that represent our, our region. And so we are one of nine RDCs across the state of Minnesota, and we cover, as you said, those five counties uh, via that statute of Crow Wing, Cass, Morrison, Todd, and Wadena. So that sort of, Angela, uh, is uh, who are our policy board. There are about 23 uh, elected officials or special interest groups who are appointed. An example of those groups would be higher education, like Central Lakes College and Minn State, who represent higher ed in our region, soil and water conservation districts. We have an emerging leader position via our bylaws and a few others that are on there. Uh, Rural Minnesota SEP is one that comes to mind. But tribal um, partners, so in this case, Leech Lake Band of Ojibwa for our region and school districts, townships, cities and counties, all elected officials or appointed folks are also part of those. I think right now we have about 25 uh, commissioners that uh, are our policy leaders on our group. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that that sounds like we're covering a, the whole population that, that resides in our county. So that's really, really great. That's a lot of representation. <clears throat> that's true. And CETA, on the uh, flip side of our house that does a lot of our lending, uh, was uh, was was created from a group of, um, it's a 501c3 that was created in 1986, established by the commissioners of Region 5. And it was established as a result of receiving some dollars from the Federal Department of Commerce, EDA, Economic Development Administration, to do lending. And the commissioners were um, insightful enough to understand way back in 1986 that, that lending is a specific industry with industry expertise needed. And so they established a private sector 15-person board from people all over the region. And those private sector folks, um, yes, come from each of the five counties, but come from like um, legal services or so they're CPAs or, or attorneys or economic development professionals and those that are uh, working with the private sector every day. And they keep us up to, up to speed on all of the uh, current 
lending sort of industry best practices. And so we're able to um, benefit from NCEDA being a private sector group and Region 5 being a public sector group. And when we give lip service uh, across our nation about private-public um, partnerships, this is one of those cases where these two groups come together to serve the region um, through one shared staff, uh, all of us. The last thing I think I'll mention on the, the lending part of what we do is that we are, this work that we do around the lending and some of our other um, economic development, community development work has designated us as a economic development district in the eyes of EDA. So think of it as though we're a child of the Federal Department of Commerce and they are again all over the nation. And so we are an EDD, an economic development district. And our full commission that I spoke to you about, mostly those elected officials, and NCEDA's board of directors, mostly private sector folks, they come together to comprise the policy board that manages the economic development district. So that's that's that. I think that helps and that makes sense to me, um, knowing that that's kind of an umbrella of covering both of those entities that ties it all together. Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you, Cheryl. So what about how, where does the money come from for Region 5 Development Commission? How, do, how does the operating expenses and all of that work? Uh, thank you for that question. We uh, Region 5 uh, is a levying authority. We do receive a levy from the state of Minnesota. It was established back in 1973 via that statute that created the RDCs how much we would receive. And then every year since then, it has been increased uh, by about 3%. RDCs, Regional Development Commissions, can opt to not take that increase, but we have um, received it every every single year since then. And, and still, with that levying authority and with that levy uh, infusion, it's about one-third or less of our annual budget. And so, yes, we receive levy dollars and we have the fiduciary responsibility to act um, in a responsible way with those uh, private sector or for those resident dollars that fund us, taxpayer dollars. Um, but we also receive a majority of our money via uh, grants and or contracts for services, like when we do a comprehensive plan with a city or we do a water plan with a soil and water conservation district, we earn money for those services. Um, and uh, our lending portfolio also, we receive some of the interest on the loans to pay for staff time to do the due diligence and to manage all of those programs. And so it's a variety of ways to be funded. I think it's important for folks to know that yes, taxpayers do pay. Uh, about a buck sixty-two per property in the region in each of our uh, counties. That said, it's still less than a third of our annual budget. Got it. Thank you, Cheryl, for clarifying that. And then, how about just explaining to our listeners what we do at Region Five? That's a um, that's a variety of mm -hmm. work, and it, I always start by saying that what Region Five and NCEDA do is breadth and depth in in lots of spaces. And I think it's really important for listeners to understand, and our residents, all of us, certainly myself, when I started uh, back in two thousand six, and that Region Five's purpose is to fill the gaps of um, helping create quality life for people in this region that are in work that's not being done by the private, public, or nonprofit sectors. We're supposed to know what's keeping people up at night and try to fill those gaps. We need to be nimble. We need to be able to adjust to whatever the regional critical issues are. And that's important for everyone to understand that our job is to address regional critical issues not being addressed by public, private, nonprofit sectors already. We partner with everyone all the time, but we don't um, 
we don't try to go out and use our taxpayer dollars, even though that's a small part of our budget, to undercut, say, the private sector to do work that they could do and, and should do. So um, that said, uh, the regional critical issues that our commission has decided to address at this time, and that changes. We do a strategic plan, three to five year strategic plan, and we do annual work plans. So those annual work plans really get into the weeds um, as to what staff will do uh, every single day. And that, uh, to answer your question, Angela, it's really in a couple of buckets right now, uh, designed by the commission or set forth by the commission. Uh, our lending, we have five lending, six lending pools right now at this time. So we do septic loans, well water loans, lots of lending for businesses, um, minority-owned businesses, and we do a lot of lending. So lending is uh, one big part of our house, of the, of the four-prong approach that I say right now. Transportation has been a, a program within Region 5 in partnership with MnDOT, our state DOT, Department of Transportation, for over 30 years. So for over 30 years, Region 5 has had an uh, agreement and uh, a work plan with MnDOT to assist in District 3 regional planning, which we do. And so transportation is a big part. In all five modes, we do work in all five modes of transportation. So you'll hear a lot about transit and air and rail and trails and all of it. So we, um, we're we very vested in being a partner side by side with MnDOT and the uh, county engineers and others that are working in the space of uh, all those five modes. So we... Uh, we do transportation, that's a second big part of our house. And then community development is sort of that third bucket that, um, that, that is the catch-all, <laughs> according to what's happening across uh, the region. And so right now, that uh, work plan indicates that we work heavily in the space of local foods, and that is a result of our agricultural economy and working with farmers and growers to make sure that their livelihoods are sustainable. And then, um, and that we're getting access to really healthy, wonderful foods in all populations of our region. So local foods is an area. Renewable energy is a space that we've had a significant role in in the past. I'm not sure how much that will go into in the future, but right now it has been focused on solar and working on uh, solar accessibility with partners like Rural Renewable Energy Alliance, particularly for our um, our, our local units of government and school districts. And so that's what what the emphasis was around the solar schools project. And then, so energy, renewable energy and energy efficiency, we feel very passionately about, and we try to serve in whatever way is appropriate. And then um, we do work in broadband. We're fortunate to be able to help our local units of government get access from the state dollars. And we're the only region in the state of Minnesota that has received dollars from the state broadband program every year it's been available through the legislature. And that's a result of some extensive collaboration with providers and with cities and counties to uh, determine where our competitive advantage is and working with our partners at SourceWell to secure dollars to help us be competitive in those applications. And so broadband is another big bucket under community development that we work in. And then uh, lastly, I think the, um, the, the, the last thing around community development other than broadband, renewable energy, local foods, um, has been general, just some general planning. Um, and general planning gets some of the things like what we're doing with our, our military families and veteran communities and that work that we do. And it also seeps into some of the other planning we do with watersheds and with comprehensive plan and with other kinds of plans that don't fit in one of those previous other buckets that I mentioned. So areas of work. So that's um, it's broad. 
I, I will say uh, those are the three main main areas, as I told you before, transportation, our lending portfolios, and our community development. The fourth area, Angela, that is somewhat, again, another catch-all really is um, about how we are uh, identifying quality life and what we're doing in those spaces of trying to improve that. And that's where that fourth bucket around uh, um, helping us achieve our mission around quality of life is uh, why we do the welcoming communities work and what we do in that space of welcoming communities to help uh, re retain and attract a qualified workforce to the region and help them stay and feel like they have a sense of belonging in our communities. And so that's that's the big areas of work that we do. But again, those are, are shifting and changing pending what we... Uh, uh, what's important to the region at the time, and I will I will mention to you that we put a lot of emphasis in our work on measurement and establishing matrix that help us understand if what we're doing makes a difference, and if we're moving the dial on things that our commissioners and our partners out there feel are important. So we put a lot of time and effort into not only listening and gathering data from the region, from residents, but we also put a lot of time and energy into measuring what we're doing so that we can plan, do, learn, and adjust, and adjust where we need to, right? So, wow, that was a lot, That huh? was a lot. That was a lot. And we d I know from my experience working here that we do a lot of different things, and we are dynamic, and we are constantly changing with what is happening in the world. So I think that was a very good um, overview of what we do at Region 5 Development Commission. I think the other thing, if you can maybe just share a little bit more, and you did already, about the lending programs and the economic development side. Uh, is there anything that you want to share about that that we didn't talk about yet? Well, I mean, I think that was a fundamental core of what we actually do as an economic development organization, and it's traditional economic development, meaning that all of the other regional development commissions across the state, several of the of the initiative foundations, some are CDFIs, uh, central uh, community development finance agencies, some are. Um, we have a lot of county, uh, wonderful county uh, economic development professionals who also have lending pools that we can access for capital. I had a, a conversation was being interviewed at a national level about access to capital, and I don't think that that's necessarily always the biggest barrier that we have in our lending side of, of the work that we do, because there are so many groups that are doing uh, lending right now. And there's an infusion uh, recently, over the last year or two, where more and more foundations, Angela, are talking about doing more program-related investments, where they use their endowment dollars to actually do investments, which they get a return on. So. There's a lot of access to capital. I think what I'm very proud of that Region 5 does uh, in our lending side of the house through Encida is that we don't just lend and pray, lend and pray that people do well and businesses prosper and we get our money back. We put a lot of intentional work into the technical assistance of those businesses uh, daily. Like there is something going on daily at Region 5, whether it's one-on-one -on -one direct technical assistance or workshops or podcasts or webinars or newsletters or there's just so much that's right now Stephanie Barney, our, our, our business lending specialist, um, and the rest of the team do, like yourself, Angela, to get the word out about tools 
and resources available so that businesses stay profitable. Uh, I do a lot of one-on-one technical assistance myself alongside uh, Stephanie. So it's that's important because otherwise what you've done is given them a tool and sent them out there to be free. And if that's what a business wants, great. But it, it feels a whole lot like it's unresponsible to just give dollars and not give the kind of assistance that's necessary to help people with what's keeping them up at night, right? So that's the additional role we play. And I love all the deals that we do with our financial institution partners like our banks out there. They're amazing. They make our communities thri- uh, thrive, no doubt. But that's not their role, right? They don't come in and later uh, sit across the kitchen table and look at a P&L or a balance sheet or teach people how to do a chart of accounts in, in QuickBooks or on and on and on. That's not what they do, typically. Uh, so that's a role that we can fill. As I said earlier, we try to fill those gaps. And so in the space of lending where there's all this access to capital that I talked about, there is a role for us to play. Um, and if that were to be met by nonprofits or other folks in the future, Region 5 and Encita, we'd find another hole to fill because there's certainly enough need out there for us all to be thinking about what is our role without duplicating efforts. Thank you, Cheryl. I think you explained that very well. And I know that we'll be diving into some of that later on with Stephanie directly on the lending programs and the different um, parameters and criteria that we look at as we are doing those loans. The other important point is that the staff of Region 5 and the staff of Encita are the same people. And so it gets sort of confusing to folks when we've got our Encita logo out there and they see it's Stephanie. And then we got the Region 5 logo out there and they say, hey, there's Stephanie again. Like, how many organizations does she work for? And so it's a symbiotic relationship. Literally, these two organizations are a somewhat umbilical cord connected. And that's confusing for folks to understand that. Um, and then the services that, re- that NCEDA provides and Region 5 to the region, the uh, very last thing I think is really important that we don't mention when we're talking about programs is that if there's a nonprofit out there or a, a unit of government that says, hey, I want to go after some of those dollars over there that are available. And, and our job isn't to um, determine whether or not money should be taken out of people's pockets from the government. That's between residents and their legislators, and it should always be between them and their legislators. But once that money is taken out of their pockets, my pocket, your pocket, our job at Region 5 is to bring some of those monies back to the region to help with our roads or help with our infrastructure or to help with programs that are important. That's our job, right? That's a big part of what we do. And I think that that's important to say that when Partners out there need help in bringing those monies back to the region to do the good work that they do. That sometimes our role is to just be a fiscal administrator, right? Like just say, yeah, you can park those dollars here and for very little, a very, very, very small stipend, sometimes nothing. We're going to pass that through us and be the eligible applicant to be able to bring those monies into the region and then get them back out to the folks who are actually doing the good work. And some. A lot of times, millions of dollars pass through Region 5 a year that never touch our staff and never touch our personal work plans. But we act in that capacity because um, organizations need us to and local units of government need us to. And so when I say that we fill gaps, that's a gap we fill. We don't write those grants or proposals to organizations for organizations, typically never. We review them for them and give them advice. But we don't do that writing, or I would be writing for every nonprofit and every unit of government, and that would be the only thing we do. 
And um, that's not what our commission has decided our main function should be. So we, we will review them, but um, we will act as a fiscal host and an administrator. And I think once um, folks out there who hear this podcast listen to that and say, ah, I never really thought about the fact that Region 5 could, as I'm getting my nonprofit up and going, uh, could be my, my partner in this way, uh, we'd like to get the word out that that's an option for folks. Thank you so much, Cheryl. We had a lot of good information that you shared, and we appreciate your time, and we hope that that clarifies some of the things that we do here and helps our listeners understand um, more about us. Uh, thank you for the opportunity, and I'm sure there are a million types of projects and programs that we're working on that I forgot <laughs> during this uh, visit with you and the, the team members, and that's why I'm really excited you're going to do future podcasts and that our team members and our partners will be able to really get into the weeds with you guys on what are they doing and why are they doing it. So thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Deep Dive with Region 5. And thank you to our executive director, Cheryl Hills, for sharing an overview of Region 5 Development Commission and North Central Economic Development Association with us today. We encourage you to visit our website at region5.org, where you can learn more about our programs, sign up for newsletters, and follow us on social media. Thanks again for joining us.